Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Two weeks later, I got up on Saturday morning and the first thing that popped into my head was I needed to call Joy. And I said, I'm not calling Joy. It costs $2.50 a minute at the time and Joy likes to talk. But the Holy Spirit kept impressing me throughout the day. You need to call Joy. You need to call Joy. I went through church service and went visiting, had a nice meal. Finally, at 10.30 that night, I said, okay, I'll call Joy. So I called Joy, and thankfully, I got her answering machine. And so I left a message. Dear Joy, this is John calling from India. I don't know what's going on in your life, but the Holy Spirit has told me that I need to pray for you. And God wants you to know he loves you very much. And I love you, Joy. I appreciate your friendship. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Well, some time later, about a month and a half later, I got a letter from Joy. And her letter said, Dear John, you saved my life. Hi friends, this is John Baxter from Adventist Frontier Missions, here to tell you another exciting story about how God has worked in the mission field and in your lives. I call this story, The Giver and the Gift. This is a series of three short stories that I hope you'll enjoy and you'll think about how God has blessed you and how you can bless others. Our family was living in India and things were getting pretty tense. There was persecution breaking out against Christians across the country. In fact, there was another missionary family there, a Baptist missionary from Australia, and he and his sons had gone out into the campgrounds with the lepers he'd been serving for 28 years. And he and his sons were sleeping in the van when they were attacked. The windows were smashed, the car was beaten, and then they poured gasoline on that van, set it on fire, and the father and the two boys were incinerated. The next day, the sister of the two boys got on TV and said, I'm so thankful that my father and my brothers were able to give their lives for Jesus. And then the wife, the mother of those two boys, looked into the cameras with tears in her eyes. She said, this is a terrible thing. My sons, my husband have been murdered. And I want you to know whoever you are, whoever did this terrible act, I want you to know that because of Jesus Christ, I forgive you. That is the power of Jesus Christ, to be able to forgive those who've taken that which is most lovely, most loved in your life and forgive them. Well, soon, some of the people in our town came to me and told me that our family was next. They were going to burn us alive. And I can tell you, my friends, that I was much earnest in prayer. I didn't know what to do. We had a small group of believers in our town, and I didn't want to just run away. And so I prayed. At this point, we had a guard at our house, a guard at the church, and the police were reading our mail. So we had our mail sent to another town some distance away, a day's journey by train. I went to retrieve our mail at that time. Inside our mail was a letter that had been sent two months earlier from a friend of ours in the United States, a sweet, sweet lady, the wife of a farmer. She said that she'd been praying in her morning devotional time, and the Lord brought before her mind our family. She said that God had told her that our family was in danger, that people were going to come to try to kill us, and so we needed to get out of town. Please, she said, please get out of town now. And she included with it a thousand dollars to get our family out of town and into safety. That's just amazing, my friends. Two months before the incident happened, God knew it was going to happen, and he prompted our friend to write to encourage us and also to supply the needs that we had to get out of town. And so I took my family, put them up in the mountains, my wife and our two daughters, got them into safety, and then I felt I had an obligation to go back to share and to let the others know who were still followers of Jesus that we can trust him. And I can tell you those were tense times. I was afraid sometimes for my life. And yet at the same time, I was very earnest in prayer. 
And God answered those prayers and protected our lives and gave an opportunity for his gospel to be heard, even under challenging circumstances. I want to thank all of you who are praying and giving of your means to help support the spread of the gospel among the unreached peoples around the world. It is making a difference. I believe I'm alive today because my friend was listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and responded. Thank you. Genuinely thank you. I'd like to tell you the story of another friend of ours who was also one of our prayer partners and our supporters. I'll call her name Joy, though that's not her real name. You'll see why I call her Joy. Joy and I had been having Bible studies together here in the United States before our family left for India, and in time she fell in love with Jesus and she was baptized, and it was a joyous occasion. And not too long thereafter, Joy got into a relationship with a man that I didn't particularly think was healthy, and neither did some other people. But she assured us it was not a problem. She assured us it was okay. Well, the day came when she got engaged, and I cared enough about my friend to say, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm not going to tell you I told you so. If you follow through on the wedding, I will support you, but I don't think this is a good idea. Well, we went to the wedding, and the groom was four hours late, which should have been an indication that maybe she shouldn't do this, but she followed through, and she got married. But she found out on her honeymoon night that he had wanted to marry her only because he was an illegal immigrant, and he wanted to stay in this country. And that was tragic. That was devastating for her. But she was committed to try to make this marriage work. Well, we had to go to India, and we left shortly after their marriage. And we would write to each other from time to time. I would try to encourage her, and she would share some of the challenges she was facing, still trying to make this work. About a year and a half into our time in India, I sensed the Holy Spirit encouraging me to write a note to our friend Joy, just telling her that I'm praying for her, and that I love her, and that Jesus loves her. And so I did. I just wrote a quick note. Dear Joy, I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. The Holy Spirit has put you on my heart. I'm praying for you. Jesus loves you and I love you. And I sent that card off and didn't give it too much thought. I continued to pray for my friend. And then about a week later, again, the Holy Spirit prompted me to send Joy another card. And I thought, that's silly. I just sent her a card. But I said, okay, I'll send her another card. I said, dear Joy, I want you to know the Holy Spirit has really put you on my heart. And I want you to know, God wants you to know that he loves you very much. And I love you as a friend. I'm praying for you. Hope everything's going well. Well, I sent that off. I prayed for her a little bit off and on throughout the next couple days. And then two weeks later, I got up on Saturday morning. And the first thing that popped into my head was I needed to call Joy. And I said, I'm not calling Joy. It costs $2.50 a minute at the time. And Joy likes to talk. But the Holy Spirit kept impressing me throughout the day. You need to call Joy. You need to call Joy. I went through church service and went visiting, had a nice meal. Finally, at 10.30 that night, I said, okay, I'll call Joy. So I called Joy, and thankfully, I got her answering machine. And so I left a message. Dear Joy, this is John calling from India. I don't know what's going on in your life, but the Holy Spirit has told me that I need to pray for you. And God wants you to know he loves you very much. And I love you, Joy. I appreciate your friendship. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Well, some time later, about a month and a half later, I got a letter from Joy, and her letter said, Dear John, you saved my life. I'd been so depressed about the situation with my now ex-husband because they had gotten a divorce. She had gone to church on Saturday morning, and she said, God, I need you to tell me personally that you love me. I'm going to go to church today, and if you don't tell me personally that you love me, I'm going to come home and take my life. Well, she went to church. It was a big church. Nobody spoke with her. She didn't sense the Holy Spirit speaking to her during church service, so she came home back to her apartment, depressed, trying to think how she would end her life. She went to her mailbox, got her mail, took the elevator up to the sixth floor, sat down on the couch, and looked at her mail. There was a magazine called Frontiers from Adventist Frontier Missions. That's a magazine that our family wrote for while we were in India. 
She wondered how we were doing, so she opened up the magazine, and there inside the magazine was a card from India. She opened the card, and it said, Dear Joy, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. The Holy Spirit has put you on my heart. I love you. Jesus loves you. She turned the page of the magazine again. There was another card inside that same magazine. It said, Dear Joy, I don't know what's going on in your life, but God wants you to know he loves you. I love you. I'm praying for you. And she couldn't believe it. And then she hit the button on the answering machine. She said, couldn't believe it was me calling from India to tell her, Dear Joy, God wants you to know he loves you. I'm praying for you. She had prayed that God would tell her personally that he loves her. And he had me reach out three weeks beforehand through letters and cards and then through that phone call to tell her that she is loved by God. And I want you to know, friends, you who are listening to this, God loves you. He really does. You may not get a card from him. You may not get a phone call from him. But if you're hearing my voice right now, I want you to know God loves you. I want to tell you one more story about how God has shown his love and faithfulness through the gifts of his people. We were again living in India, and I had written a book called Stories of Life. And it was a series of studies from the Bible to help Indian people come to understand the God who is love and his son, Jesus Christ. I had written the book in English, and we had translated it into Hindi. And I had hoped to publish this book, but it cost 50,000 rupees to publish. And I didn't have 50,000 rupees. At the time, 50,000 rupees was about 1,200 U.S. dollars. So I began praying, God, please send that money. We need to publish this in Hindi. And I was teaching some young men about the love of God and how to share Jesus with some of their neighbors. And they said, well, we would really like that book in Hindi. And I said, well, I'm praying that God will send the money. And they said, oh, you're an American. I'm sure you have the money. I said, no, my friends, I don't have that much money. And they said, oh, sure. I said, no, you need to pray. Well, I kept on praying. And day by day, they would ask me, why don't you just get the money? Just print it. You had the money. I said, I don't have the money. And I really didn't have the money at the time. And so finally, after several weeks of them asking me, this is two months since the time that I started to pray, I said, have you prayed? Have you asked God to send the money? And they thought, oh no, we thought you had the money. And so I said, let us kneel together and pray that God would send the money. And so we knelt together and prayed. We got up from our knees and continued on with our class. And that afternoon, I got a letter in the mail from some friends of mine in Tennessee. They were taking care of our affairs here in the United States. And this gentleman said to me, John, I don't know what to do with this letter. We've talked to the bank here in the United States, and they don't know how to help us. Inside that letter was a check from Dubai in the Middle East, drawn on a bank in India, in Gujarat, for 50,000 rupees. The exact amount that we had been praying for was sent to the United States when I started praying for the money, and it arrived the day that our class united in prayer, asking God to bless. Isn't God amazing? He loves to give good gifts, and he loves to bless his people. He'd love to bless you, friend. Would you give him your gift of your heart? Would you give him permission to save you for eternity? God bless you. All to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust him
At Adventist Frontier Missions, this is what we try to do, is share the good news of the hope and joy that Jesus Christ gives and the promise of eternal life. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you want to learn more, we invite you to call us at 1-800-937-4236. That number is 1-800-937-4236. Or you can go on the web at www.afmonline.org. That's www.afmonline.org. And contact us. We look forward to hearing from you, learning of how God has blessed you and forgiven you and healed you and given you new life, that you might go and tell others about the wonderful plan of salvation that Jesus has, that he might come soon. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. 